Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. What man is both in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame? It's only one person. You forget 90%. Um, you for... I forgot. Oh, yeah. You forget 90% of your dreams. This is Season 7 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. We scoured the internet and other sources to gather useless information just for you. And we'll answer your questions in our mailbag segment. And in news from around the world, it was a head-on collision, literally. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. This is something we haven't heard in a while, the sports theme. I'm wearing my baseball cap, I have my, my cup, and I have my shoulder pads. I'm good to go, and my spikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got your cup on. Yes, I do. I'm you gonna... wear that for baseball, or you just like the way it feels? <laughs> I just like the way it feels. Uh, I'm, gonna give... I'm so well endowed that a cup to me is like a strainer with spaghetti. <laughs> That's right. I'll give you my teaser right off the bat. Uh, do they rub down baseballs with mud? Fresh baseballs right out of the box in Major League Baseball are too slippery. All, Ooh. all major so the league. The ball is too slippery. The ball is too slippery. You don't want slippery balls on the baseball oh, field. Oh, you it, never want to grab a slippery ball. No, you know, you always want your ball to be firm and ready to go, where you can grab onto it without slipping off. All major league baseball. Been many accidents where you slip off your ball. That's right. That's why they're stealing bases. And, mm-hmm. and all major league baseball game balls have been rubbed down before the game using a special mud from a top secret location somewhere in New Jersey. <laughs> it's probably anywhere in New Jersey. That's right. They just don't want to, it's a not, muddy mess. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with any of the properties, just because they just don't want anybody to know. They where originally it wanted to wipe it down with garbage, and they were going to use New York as the place to get it all. But That's no, right. they said let's use the mud crap from New Jersey. Yeah, somebody once said it's not the Garden State; it's the garbage state. Hello, people from New Jersey. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. The old NJ. So this has been true for games played in the. American League since 1938 and for most major and minor league games in the United States since the 1950s. Oh, so the balls are rubbed, rubbed down. That's right. I always like a good ball <laughs> rubbed down myself, right. you know. I Sometimes I pay for it. Woo! Barry Bonds. Yes. All-time major league home run leader. Yeah. He is the only member of a club called the 500-500 club. Which is? 500 home runs. And 500 bases stolen. Oh, wow. In fact, he's the only member of the original 400-400 club, which he broke the records to 500-500. Nobody is even close. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a huge baseball fan, as you know, and uh, I don't think I've ever heard I'm that a huge that. ball rub fan. But... <laughs> That's right. As long as it's, it's the right type of mud from New Jersey. Yeah, I put it all over myself. The uh, <laughs> Texas... Ra- that's right. They don't self-rub their balls. My gosh. Like a little face mask, a little ball. They <laughs> have someone else do it for you. Again, that's what you pay for. In the American League, there's a Texas Rangers baseball club. Their baseball stadium 
when they built the ballpark, they created the field dimensions because every baseball. This uh, here's a bonus fact. Before I get into my fact here, so every get, get into something because I'm lost. <laughs> every baseball, every baseball diamond has different dimensions, unlike other sports. Because a football field is the same dimensions, the width and the length, right? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, hockey, the same thing. It's the same width and the same length. It, uh, NHL and same thing with basketball courts. Baseball is probably one of the only sports where it has different dimensions. So every ballpark has different dimensions in terms of where the fences are for you to, you to hit a home run. Well, the Texas Rangers, this is how it all ties in. You follow me here now? Or the, I'm getting or, you. Oh, get that's right. Yeah, if I'm you with could, you. You could rub your balls with mud if not, okay? Yeah, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the playing field dimensions were created to honor iconic players and moments from Texas Rangers history. So all the ballparks, as mentioned, like they have like, you know, 400 feet to straightaway center field. That's just how they did it. But in the case of the Texas Stadium, the left field foul pole is 329 feet in honor of Adrian Beltre, who wore number 29. Oh, wow. Left field seats were 334 feet in honor of Nolan Ryan, number 34. Mm-hmm. The right center field power alley is 374 feet in honor of the 1974 turnaround gang. It's when the Texas Rangers came back. And mid center field is I don't care. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and finally, the distance behind home plate is 42 feet in honor of Jackie Robinson, who wore number 42. Ah, so dimensions of the field. Thank God, you know, male dimensions are different. Otherwise, I wouldn't be so popular with the girls. <laughs> and speaking of ballpark, uh, I kind of think of a ballpark as me doing a split. On a nice big open <laughs> Nick, thank you for all of that information about ballparks. <laughs> yeah, see, now you know. It's it, Listen, laugh, and learn. Thank God, folks, we have a rewind button so you can make some heads and tails out of that. <laughs> In 1935, Jesse Owens broke three world records. Okay. He broke the record for the 200-yard dash. He broke the record for the 220-yard hurdles and the world record for the running broad jump. Plus, he tied for the world record in the 100-yard dash. Now, that's amazing in itself. He broke three world records. Here's the amazing part. He did it all in one day. Wow. But even more amazing, he did it all in 45 minutes. Re- oh, get out. Really? In the German Olympics right in front of Hitler. <laughs> he was running. Can you imagine? You talk about sticking it in, stabbing a knife in your back, and then hanging your raincoat on it. So up here in Canada, we have a horse race called the Queen's Plate. Mm. The Queen's Plate was Canada's oldest thoroughbred horse race, having Mm. been founded in 1860. It also is the oldest continuously run race in North America. The late Queen Elizabeth's fourth and final visit to the race was early July in 2010. Wow. Okay. At least that was... Uh, something that we could understand, Nick. Thank you. That whole thing about the Texas ballpark was a fifth dimension of sight and sound. <laughs> yeah, I know. People that were stoned were like, "What?" <laughs> no, they understood what I meant. Exactly. They were like, "326, man." Okay. <laughs> Hall of Fame pitcher Gaylord Perry. Yes. Major League Baseball great. Yep. He stated, "Quote unquote." They'll put a man on the moon before I hit a home run. Right. In 1963, he said that. 
six years later, just hours after Neil Armstrong put a foot on the moon. No. Perry hits his first home run. <laughs> How cool is that? That's a write down. That's one of the ones you're going to write down from this show. It is. Wow. So he said it in 1963. Of course, uh, six years later, 1969, um, Armstrong walks on the moon. A couple hours later, there's a game and Perry hits the home run. Wow. See? Cool. He showed them. That's right. Uh, win, place, or show in a horse race. What does that mean? You know, win, place, or show, it, it's regarding bets. They provide the most simplistic and straightforward betting opportunities in horse racing. So this is going to be it easy. so confusing then? No. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody just know it? First, second, third. So <laughs> that would yeah, have been the most simplistic, But <laughs> you trying to show me something? So when you choose a win bet in a horse race, you're selecting the horse to win the race outright. Come first, no problem. Okay. Right. When you choose a place bet, you select the horse to finish in the top two positions. <laughs> the top two positions. I only want him to finish one. Right. Second. <laughs> no, yeah, but but <laughs> see, if you or here's the thing though, if you bet to win and your horse doesn't win, you lose the bet. But if you place a place bet and your horse. Comes All right, in folks, we're first... changing the name of the show to the <laughs> totally confusing information show. <laughs> Win, place, or show. And if you want to show bet, you yes, select the, the horse that needs to finish in the top three positions for you to receive a payout, okay? Yeah, it's so just like show, the old app. Which way to go? <laughs> Showed him how to follow the first two people that won. <laughs> yeah, but don't follow too closely behind a horse. So, do you remember the Abbott and Costello bit where they went to the racetrack? Yeah. And they would place all kind of bets. And said, they're off. I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet on the horse. <laughs> I bet on the horse, and then they go. And they're off. The race is over, and you lose. <laughs> and he throws his tickets up in the air. I love that one. Yeah, Abbott and Costello. Go, go look it up if you don't know what we're talking about. Here's my teaser, guys. Yes. And I know that people are listening in for this. There is only one person that's in the football and baseball professional hall of fame. Huh. And it's I've never heard this guy's name before. His name is Cal Hubbard. Cal Hubbard. So I dug in deeper because it just said that there's only one person in the football and baseball Hall of Fame. His name is Cal Hubbard. And I said, who the hell is Cal Hubbard? Right. So I dig in deeper like we always do. Yeah. And I find his name. He was a football great from 1927 to 1936. So the man played for nine years. Oh, that's quick math. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he played for the New York Giants. The Pittsburgh Pirates were a football team back then, not baseball, and the Green Bay Packers. He played mostly for Green Bay. He is known to be a Hall of Famer for Green Bay. But here's the really interesting thing. He gets into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame for being an umpire, not for playing. Wow, really? Yes, so he was an umpire who became the supervisor of all Major League Baseball umpires later on in like the 60s and so the major league put him in the hall of fame as the greatest umpire of major league baseball so cal hubbard was like this this cool umpire guy but then i dig even deeper and i find out something even more that the stupid statement that got me to dig in the first place. <laughs> yeah he's also in the college football hall of fame wow 
for football. So now this man is in three professional Hall of Fames, college football, pro football, and Major League Baseball. The only person to do that, his name is Cal Hubbard. Now, as I mentioned, I was a, I am a big baseball fan, and there was one other player that played both football and at least one other player that played both professional football and professional baseball. He didn't make it into the Hall of Fame. His name was Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson. That's right, Bo Jackson. Right, but he didn't uh, make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame, at least. I don't know if he made it into the Football Hall of Fame, but Bo Jackson was, because I remember, I think he played for the Kansas City Royals at one point, but he was, I think, a running back when he played football, and I guess he could run really well when he played baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember Bo Jackson. Yeah, great, great, great player, both hey, football and baseball. Thank you for joining us here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. We really do appreciate it. Over 65 countries now and growing. We really appreciate all of your support. We are in uh, Canada on the iHeartRadio Talk Network, coast to coast to coast. We thank you for that. We visit. Uh, we ask you to visit our website, nickandroy.com. All kinds of cool stuff there. Yeah. And go, and go on the birthdays. Go to nickandroy.com. On the top line, you'll see it says birthdays. Hit on that. You can hear a sample. It is the greatest gift that you could buy for somebody. Uh, if you have somebody that you say they have everything, we do a small show for that individual person on the day that they were born. We talk about everything that happened on the day that that person was born and all kinds of stuff. It is the coolest gift. And honestly, go on, listen to it. Nickandroy.com and you hit on birthdays up on the top bar. Everyone has a birthday. NickandRoy.com. Oh, yeah. All about sex. You know what I was about to say? Speaking of hitting that, um, mm. thank you for joining us. And just in case the lawyers are listening. The following segment may be too sultry and too sexy mm. for some listeners. Yeah, she knows how to, you know, she knows how to tell us what to do. Mm -hmm. Talk mm -hmm. about tapping into things. Yes. <laughs> Tap this. Millennials, millennials, Nick. Yes. You know, I love the millennials. I... They wreck in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 people can't pronounce it. So all you millennials listening in, just listen to me and Nick will help you out. Trust me. Millennials have a distinction, though, probably one of none. But they have the distinction of having the most teacher student sex events. What? Any generation more than any previous generation millennials have sex with their teachers so they got that going for them yes. <laughs> okay but south dakota has the distinction of the state with the most teacher student hookups so what, what state was that again south dakota the state where the um mount rushmore is <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's more like teachers rush more. Yeah, or <laughs> teachers mount the students. Yeah, what's going on in the old teacher faculty room? Science nails the best sex position. See what they did there with the headline? Mm -hmm. Science nails the best sex position to help women achieve better orgasms. So depending on the sexual position, it will impact the type of orgasm you will experience. For example, the missionary position gets... <laughs> gets the shaft as the most boring sex position. Oh, you get the shaft. That's right. <laughs> but it might just be women's new favorite after this scientific discovery. 
Why? Research that. We have to find out why they named it the missionary position, because that in itself is kind of sick. Okay, so maybe I'll I'll give you the information that I've done research on this, and while you do yours, I'll check out why they call it the missionary position. In the Mm -hmm. meantime, researchers at a private gynecological clinic in, Mm -hmm. uh, in New York found that these tried and true methods with the male on top whose hips were propped by a pillow is the best way to get the blood flow to the nether regions and achieve orgasm. But hmm. according to the scans that they attached to these people, face-to-face positions generally enhanced nether region blood flow, leading to better orgasms. Well, Nick said uh, the male on top with a pillow mm-hmm. bla- braced on his back, which so we know that Nick really doesn't do the missionary position much because the pillow would be braced under the woman's back. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have to Velcro it to the man's back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you hear that ripping sound. Oh no, what was that? Yeah, that's great too. If they put it inside the baseball, you know, we had your uniform on. If they put the Velcro in the cup. Well, we talk about menage a trois in past shows, and I just like talking about it. Right, of course (laughs) you do. So I talk about it as much as possible. So for the third time, (laughs) you see how I did that third time? Third time, yes. (laughs) Menage a trois. That's right, it's a charm. Well, the state with the most threesomes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did I get your attention now, folks? Is it the tri-state area? New the York The state is- with the most menage a trois going on is New York. Really? The present-day Sodom and Gomorrah. New York. <laughs> but I was going to say, it's a tri-state area. New York, New it's Jersey. tri-state <laughs> area. You're from Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. I'm from the Bronx. I'm hey. from Manhattan. Hey, let's get together. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. My goodness gracious. All right. So he, here's the bonus fact, right? Because we talked about eight things you never knew about the missionary position because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I want to know, Nick. Because um, the listeners deserve to know. Missionary is the only legal sex position in Florida. Woo. Okay. Really? So uh, we're all in trouble. Uh, tr- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shit, I broke the law like eight times. Watch your back. <laughs> At different times in history, missionary has gone by a lot of different aliases. It's been known as the matrimonial. And here's something really sexy, the mama and papa position. Oh, this is just, see, this is getting worse. Is, That's that, If that doesn't get you sexy, right? Let's do the mom and pop. <laughs> exactly. All right, here's my next one. The top 10 most sexually satisfied countries. All right? Yes. I'm going to go from one to ten. I'll go the other way around. So the number one most sexually satisfied country is Nigeria at 67%. Really? Mexico most sexually satisfied That's people. right, according to this study. Uh, Mexico was number two at 63%. Mm. India was number three at 61%. Poland, number four at 54%. Greece came in at 51% in this study. Number six was Holland at 50%. Well, they're all oiled up to begin with, so. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Watch your back. Holland, Holland? At, Holland at 50%, as well as South yeah, Africa. Because they got the, them wooden shoes on. They get traction. That's right, yeah. In that missionary business. Ole, ole, oh, Yeah. Ole, ole, oh. And somehow tulips, <laughs> and somehow tulips are involved. <laughs> the flower. Uh, number eight, <laughs> Spain at 49%. And tied for ninth, Canada and the U.S., 48%. Of the top ten uh, most sexually satisfied countries, the United States and Canada, and the number the tenth, the, the least most satisfied country in the world at fifteen percent, 
Japan. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I've heard there's a story that the Japanese men are not exactly uh, physically built uh, for the action, you know, for the old missionary position, if right, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They got they got a little short changed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> change of a dollar? Yeah. Change of a yen. You know, they're not members of a lot of clubs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they must swim in a lot of pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So picture this. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> picture this, please. Three Japanese men in a sauna. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have your reading glasses. Picture this if you can, Nick. Maybe. I mean, really, think. Picture this. Okay. Cowboy hats. Uh huh. Assless chaps. Uh huh. Mud. Uh -huh. And hay stuck to your nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a day at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would best describe the citizens of the state of Wyoming, who has the major distinction of being the state that has the most sex outdoors. What state is this? The state of Wyoming, hands down. Isn't it Wyoming? Wyoming. 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 I think it's Wyoming. That's why. We... Are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was Wyoming. No, Wyoming. Wyoming. Why? Why? W Y O M I N G. Sounds like a guy with an accent. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's Wyoming. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> See? So when I go to say it, you say it. In the state of Wyoming. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's nickandroy.com voiceovers by Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Wyoming. Okay. That's all I know how to say. Wyoming. Okay. They are hands down the state. I mean, they win it by like 150%. They have sex outdoors an awful lot in that state, which I will not name. <laughs> oh, it's the Wyoming. There you go. That's Wyoming right now. <laughs> We're outside. <laughs> I got mud all over my ass. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so you finished with that? That's it? Well, yeah. You know, I like to get in the mud every once in a while. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's what I call storage. A single <laughs> sperm contains 37 and a half megabytes of DNA information. One sample of the male stuff represents a data transfer of 15.875 gigabytes. That's the equivalent to the combined capacity of 62 MacBook Pro laptops. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> so, one Nobody's sample, been listening to me. One sample of the ejaculate transfers 15.875 gigabytes that's to the combined capacity of 62 Mac Pro laptops. I've been telling girls for years, sleep with me and I'll give you like 20, 30 uh, laptop computers. <laughs> <laughs> Just a gift. That's right, it's only a gift. <laughs> no, really, I've been saying for years that there's digital information in all the DNA and that you know my... Um, my story about uh, the movie, mm -hmm. The Knowers. Yes. And uh, that's what the story is about. The yep. DNA was literally encrypted and sent to this planet. And so, the name of the movie is? The Knowers. Check the it Knowers. out. Check it out on YouTube. 2009. Yeah. So I did like all states, you know, with the sex thing. 
you know, it's just the state of mind I was in. (laughs) (laughs) The state with citizens who are most likely to hit it and quit it. Oh. Then mash it and dash it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Wyoming? (laughs) No. No, but thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Of course, I'm talking about one night stands. Okay, which they call hit it and quit it. Okay. That state would be Massachusetts. Okay. Men in Massachusetts run away from women after sex faster than a Kennedy from a submerging car. Whoa. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Check out. Yeah, no, really. They are the state with the most one night stands massachusetts and again by far just like wyoming so hold on to this according to one study 51 percent. you hold on to it i don't know what you're gonna say <laughs> that's right you hold it it's yours uh unless you're of course japanese according to one survey yeah use these tweezers <laughs> that maybe that's why they use chopsticks <laughs> According to one survey, 51% of respondents said they could go longer without sex than they could go without coffee. Well, I agree with that. 58% said they drank coffee to relax, and 53% of the respondents said they experienced nostalgia for a place that they traveled because of a cup of coffee they enjoyed there. Really? So they remember. You know, that's true. That is so true. My wife and I always say Aruba has the best coffee. We went to this place and they had great coffee. We yeah. do that. We do that. But uh, honestly, we, we do. We, we have sex as well, but we do want the coffee yeah. first. That's why, I say, <laughs> that's why I say I can't remember the last time I had a great cup of coffee right over there. Yeah, I know. We went to one time to this beautiful beach in Aruba and we're looking the sunset's amazing we just got there and I was like look at how romantic this is and she was like let's get a cup of coffee <laughs> and that's it that was your proposal wasn't it? let's go get a cup of coffee yeah right, exactly Starbucks is like what 12 15 20 dollars a cup something like that exactly just as much Crazy. as an engagement ring hey Crazy. thank you very much for joining us uh, week after week we really appreciate it as we mentioned over 65 countries now and uh, all over Canada on the iHeartRadio talk network coast to coast to coast we thank you for your support. Do we tell the people, Nick, do we tell the people that we do the we do a thing called birthday messages? Oh yes, those things, yes. Yes. At nickandroy.com, you go on, you click on the top bar birthday messages. It is the greatest gift that you could ever give someone. If you say I have somebody that has everything, they don't have this. Go on. You click on it, you can listen to a sample. We do a show based on that person's birth date. We do like a little mini show for them. It is awesome. People are raving about it, but you have to go listen to it to understand it and then get it for somebody you love. It is personalized. Every single one is has information, like Roy said, totally uses information about the day that they were born. NickandRoy.com slash birthdays. Animals, crazy animals. I think that was the very first jingle you ever sang, I think. (laughs) 
so and ridiculous. 130 some hundred. I'm playing the keyboards. <laughs> so Roy and I were sitting there. Okay, we're doing this show called called Totally Useless Information. When it can, Roy, we have to come up with some topics. Okay, well, what about uh, animals? Okay, let's talk about animals. Okay, we need an intro for it. And then Roy sat down at his keyboard. Animal. <laughs> animal, animal, and you, you know how hard it was to get the elephant and the tigers in the room <laughs> yeah there was an elephant in the room i couldn't figure out why <laughs> say hello to the slippery the sea lion Yo, Slippery. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of Slippery. Slippery the sea lion was a California sea lion who in June of 1958 escaped from the Marine Mammal Park in London, Ontario, right here in did Canada. He, did he go out with the customers at the end of the day? <laughs> no, actually. No, oh, close. The animal. Did he put a costume on or something? He swam down the Toms, the Thames, I guess, to Lake St. Clair. Ooh, so he got out. Through the water system. Through the water system, but here in London, Ontario, not London, England, and to the Lake St. Clair, down to the Detroit River to Lake Erie. Wow, this guy got away. Finally got caught near... This is like Shawshank Redemption. It was. (laughs) And uh, this Slippery the Sea Lion was caught near Sandusky, Ohio. By employees at the Toledo Zoo. The escape and subsequent sightings generated a considerable media frenzy. So now he's a sea lion. Slippery the sea lion. That's correct. Right. So they said, we have an all points bulletin. (laughs) Slippery. This is a a lion hunt instead of a man hunt. That's right. It's a A slippery slippery lion hunt. Rumors persisted for decades that park employees had planned the escape as a publicity stunt. Oh, a custody no. dispute was, always... was 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 um slippery in on it. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. <laughs> he said, "You know what? Slippery... Look, there's a there's a lot of smelts in it for you." <laughs> Big bag of smelts. <laughs> so the sea lion farts because whoever smelt it dealt it. <laughs> a custody dispute staged by the storybook and Toledo Parks may have contributed to the impression. Slippery or slip, as he was known later on. Oh, they gave him, they, they gave him an, an AKA. Yeah, that's right. Slippery or slip. slip. You know, his his close friends call him slip. <laughs> he died in nineteen January nineteen sixty seven. Oh, so he dies a few years later. Yeah, so Slippery's no longer with us. Wow. Yeah. So we can't really make fun of him, you know, no, even though he's a convicted criminal. <laughs> he's a fugitive, fugitive, slippery sea lion. Wow. Speaking of slippery, yeah. here's a great segue. Snails are freaky. <laughs> they, their sleeping habits are defined as what's considered manic. They can nap for a few hours and then stay awake for days. Or they've been known to hibernate for up to three years. They go inside their shell. They create this mucus thing and they hibernate inside the shell for three years. Right. Now, what I'm thinking is they're probably stocking up all kinds of food inside that snail shell. You know, we don't see it, but they're stocking all kinds of stuff up in there. And then they lock the door for three years. And when they're done, you know, with their provisions, they come back out. That's right. They get a little pantry in there. Sure. Yeah. The octopus ink. Because yes. octopus has ink is actually a combination of melanin and mucus. Melanin. The combination is stored the, the, the stuff that makes people have color. That's right. And mucus. This combination is stored in a series of sacs and released from the same siphons through which octopuses expel waste. 
So they shoot the ink out of their... They shoot the, the ink out of the sphincter. Out of the old pie hole. Right. <laughs> the color of ink expelled depends on the species of the cephalopod. The cephalopod. Yes. Easy for you to say. Exactly. So the ink is a combination of melanin and mucus. That is interesting. Because, you know, you would think that having that ink, which has that heavy dye in it, that the octopus would be a more brighter color. They're usually very, like, bland looking. Right. It's probably because they're shooting all their melanin all over everybody else. Owls, Nick. Who? (laughs) Owls. Oh, that's who. Okay. They're freaky animals. They stand up in trees with their lollipops, licking on their Tootsie Pops. (laughs) No, no. Owls are crazy. They, They... they pull a Linda Blair. They can spin their head 270 degrees. Oh. So they can see behind them without moving their bodies. They're very stealthy little buggers. Owls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> owls. Okay. <laughs> John Hopkins University yes. did research on owls because <laughs> they got nothing better to do. And they found that in the back of the owl's head, they have arteries that double arteries so that when they turn their head 270 degrees they can use the other arteries to get the blood to flow to their brains oh and then when they go back to normal those secondary arteries will then give blood crazy so they have redundant arteries so they can twist their head around so linda blair just had pea soup right (laughs) is that why they keep asking you said it was redundant is because they keep asking who yeah, well, the, he spins his head around. And he's like, your mother sews socks in hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about some bees with baggage? Bees just don't transport pollen between plants. They mm-hmm. also bring balls of it back to the hive for food. Oh, so they eat it. These pollen pellets, which also include nectar and can account for 30% of the bee's weight, hang off their hind legs like overstuffed saddle pegs. Hmm. Researchers have investigated just how securely bees carry their precious cargo. So this team of people roughly collected 20 of these insects, returned them to their hives, and examined their legs. You know, kind of like what we did in high school. Sure. Mind your own beeswax. So the long hairs on the bees' legs help hold the pollen pellets in place as the animals flew. The research then tugged on some of the pellets using elastic string. They found that the pellets, though seemingly precarious, were firmly attached. Mm. The force necessary to dislodge a pellet was 20 times more than the force of a bee typically experiencing while flying. So they really hang on to their baggage. So you're saying the pretty pollen pellets are prosthetically placed on their posterior. (laughs) Precisely. Wow, that's an alliteration uh, thing going on there. It's a spitting alliteration. The African lungfish survives out of water for one year. Now, here's how it does it. Yeah. The oceans or the lakes or whatever they are dry up over there, you know? In Africa. So the lungfish is now out of water. He then will burrow himself into the mud about nine inches down. And this fin thing on the back of his head, which is a breathing apparatus tube, pops up. And he then sucks the oxygen out of rainwater to live. Oh. So he will live for a year that way. So he burrows himself down and boop. 
something pops up almost like when I'm having a dream of like Heidi Klum. Right. Yeah. I'm very much like the lungfish. (laughs) Once a year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It lasts for a year. You know, I told you earlier, mind your own beeswax. How about minding your own beeswax? There are 500 species of stingless bees in the world, some of which also produce honey. Stingless bees, otherwise known as eunuchs, which live in warm areas of Australia, are capable of producing just enough honey for humans to collect and enjoy. This type of honey is known as sugar bag. Ah. The flavor of sugar bag is much different than our own raw honey. It has a tangier taste and runnier texture as it has higher water content. Hey, sugar bags. Wow. The most poisonous fish in the world is the stonefish. I thought it was the puffer fish. Nope. It's the stoner nope. fish. The stonefish. Oh. If you're stung by one, you'll get intense vasoconstrictions, shock, paralysis, Malays, sweating, and delirium. No, I'm not describing Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm describing the effects of the stonefish sting. You can even die from the stonefish within oh, minutes of the sting if he gets you good enough. But the stonefish hmm. is the the most dangerous, poisonous fish in the ocean. Of course, we have a different name for that up here in Canada since uh, cannabis or marijuana has been legalized. It's yeah. stonerfish. Right. Hey, man, I'm going to come over and sting you, man. Hey, <laughs> you're right. It does sound like Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> hey, visit our website. Hey, man. <laughs> we can visit our website. You can check out all kinds of stuff, our previous episodes. And as we yeah, mentioned, our birthday messages. <laughs> you, can check, you can check on uh, check out Roy's uh, legs in the uh, pictures that he showed. Yeah, me and my underwear. That's right, for a change. Um, it's from Man Made Brand. We had, they were a guest of ours um, a few episodes ago, and they're good friends now. And uh, they are have supplied some... Um, you know, it's like they say, wardrobe provided by, so Nick and Roy's underwear provided by man-made brand. They just felt bad for us because we don't wear any. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Check out our website, nickandroy.com, and you can send us an email. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mailbag? Molly, hey, Molly is in the mailbag. Hey, Molly. From Tennessee. And we're getting a lot of mail. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks. And those people that got the birthday messages, we want to tell everyone. We can't read them all online. And we've got about 12 birthday message people telling us about how excited they were. By the way, my wife cried when she got her birthday message. That's right. We made one for for Roy's wife on her birthday. And she cried. She cried. cried. Maybe maybe it was that she was just looking at me and maybe it wasn't the birthday message. Yeah. How was the Molly? Molly. Yes. Molly from Tennessee. Yes. She says, I just love your show. You make me laugh. But I also really learn a lot. She said, please keep up the good work. And please, please, can you do two shows a week? Well, Molly, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you anyway, though. Now, she says, the birthday message to Joe is the one you just did for my husband. I guess she just got one. I remember doing a Joe. Yeah. I don't want to give out his last name, but I do remember giving a Joe. She says, he 
was so excited he literally played it on the phone to his friends so you know this guy was running around with his cell phone on a landline yeah <laughs> joe's 80 <laughs> and then she says go titans because she's from tennessee uh, tennessee titans football team so go molly <laughs> go molly um, Holly, <laughs> so Molly, oh, and Holly. Wow. Molly and Holly, Molly and Holly. I wonder if her oh. sister's name is Ivy. Holly from Omaha, Nebraska, writes, "Dear Nick and Roy, we are really enjoying your show every week. We always, you always put a smile on my face. I notice that when I listen to you while I'm walking my dog, people wonder why I'm smiling. Yeah, cool. I'm, and I'm not telling them." Well, no, no, do tell them. No, tell them that you're listening to nickandroy.com. I'm wearing those underwear we're wearing. <laughs> exactly. I do In fact, have... they're ours. <laughs> That's where they are. So Holly asks, I have a question here. She says, I hear the expression, it's like finding a needle in the haystack. Has she been to Wyoming? Uh, do needles really exist in haystacks? Well, thanks, Holly. Mm. Yeah. Well, the expression, finding a needle in a haystack, is nearly 500 years old. The earliest written record of the expression goes back to 1532. Thomas More published a series of works around the time with a variation of the expression to go looking for a needle in the meadow. In other words, you know, it's a way of saying you're having a really uh, tough time finding something. The haystack is a wide field or area that makes it easy to lose something. The needle is the object you lost in that area. So there you yeah. go. Thank That's you cool. very That's much, cool. Holly. You know, Thomas More, yes. it's a shame because we don't really talk much about his brother. It's a sad, sad story. Is his it? brother's name was Richard Less. <laughs> Better known as Dickless. And <laughs> was it Japanese? Once again, you go to our website and leave us an email. Uh, it says, Contact us. What's the website, Roy? Nickandroy.com. And now for something completely useless it is physically impossible mm. to lick your elbow. Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm going to try it right now, Nick. Mm. No, no, no. That's not your elbow. No, you can't that's, really get to it. You're right. That's not your elbow. Mm -hmm. The reason... <laughs> the reason Boy, being, am I flexible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you can record once a week. Uh, the reason being that from any angle that you take your tongue is instantly too short to reach the tip of your elbow. Yeah. Now, I know there are some people out there who are double-jointed and they're contortionists. We're talking about the average, ordinary person. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, there have been known claims Which of people... You're not talking about Nick and I. No, not at all. <laughs> by no means. Right? So there are, are so below average. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, they get about five claims a day from people who think that they have that special sort of skill. Yeah, but they count. can... Yeah, but just because because they can lick their elbows, but they're like, yeah, but so what? It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Remember that old joke we say, can you stick out your tongue and touch your nose? And people yeah. for the longest time are trying to you know, touch their tongue with their nose. No, all you have to do is stick out your tongue and touch your nose with your finger. I like smoothies. Yes. And no, I'm not talking about women who tell me how good looking I am. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> I like smoothies, you know, like in the morning you put fruit and stuff and vegetables in a blender. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there the other morning saying I'm doing my smoothie and I said, "Blender. Who invented the blender?" 
Wow. See, this this can go on all day. You could drive yourself crazy, folks, because yep. Nick and I have already done that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but the blender was invented by Stephen J. Popolowski, a Polish immigrant. In 1919, he invented it. It was the first electronic blender. He worked in an electric company. And the reason for inventing it is he would go in malt shops and see them trying to mix things with hand blenders and thought it would be so much better if he invented an electric one. And he did it for malt shops. And he patented it and became wealthy on it too as well. There you go. Excellent. Wonderful. Hey, today on the show, we talked about sports. We talked a little bit about sex, including in Wyoming. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. It was a head-on collision. What? Literally. A distracted Florida man was receiving... Fellatio smashed directly into a FedEx truck. Well, wait a minute. In Fort so Lauderdale. the guy was getting busy. Mm-hmm. Right. Being busied about That's to him. right. He was being nocturnal emissioned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He slammed into a FedEx truck in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. While and injured being, his, but, yeah, while, yes, while being, you know, uh, FedExed. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> he injured his groin. The unidentified man and his female companion were both found partially naked after the collision, according to reports. Wait a second. He injured his groin, but did she whack her head against the steering wheel? It doesn't say. Because <laughs> these are unidentified people, unidentified mm-hmm. Unidentified, this is alleged. Right. Images from the post-crash chaos show the front ends of both vehicles badly damaged at a busy intersection with four people sitting or lying down nearby. Mm -hmm. One of the victims has been lying on the ground with their pants around their ankles as officers Um, tend to them. Yes, because you wouldn't want to pull your pants up. (laughs) You know, you want to get out because... He was very proud of this, I guess. He didn't have the, the the courtesy of pulling up his pants. They were like, cuff the woman, but you don't have to cuff the man because he's not running forward with his pants on his ankles. <laughs> what was the FedEx driver saying this whole time? He's like, hey, I, I got things to deliver here, okay? He said, I got packages to deliver, but can the girl come with me? <laughs> well, she can handle a package, apparently. <laughs> she absolutely positively had to go there overnight. Rescue wow. officials say the driver sustained an unspecified injury to his groin. Well, well do the math. Of course he did. Well, <laughs> come on. Because when the car hit and she whacked her head against the steering wheel, she probably closed her jaw unexpectedly. Well, as a matter of fact, the SUV driver's penis was nearly bitten off. Oh, as- see, I could think that was what would happen. That's right. There you go. Presum- this, is, this is common. This is physics. Well, because according to the report, according to the Daily Mail, presumably because the impact caused his companion to bite down. Oh, my God. Now, you asked, you asked about the FedEx driver. The FedEx driver and passenger also suffered minor injuries. It's not only the airbag that got broken. (laughs) (laughs) It is unclear if any charges would be filed against the driver or his passenger. So he hit the FedEx truck in the rear while he was getting it in the front. No, no. This was a head-on collision. 
Head, head on. Head on. It, I'll go right back to the very first line of this report. It was a head on head collision. Head on collision. So can you Literally. imagine what the FedEx driver was saying when he was looking at this man heading towards him who was looking up in the air screaming, thank you, God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he must have thought the guy was having a heart attack yeah, with the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, it was a climax. <laughs> it was. Now, let me tell you, though, I don't know what's going on. You live in Florida. There's another yeah. report here. A Florida couple made headlines after yeah. having oral sex in the back of a cop car. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you know you're going away for a long time, there's no better time to do it than <laughs> Well, apparently she yelled out F U 50. Oh, so she yeah. was getting back at the cops by having That's sex. Right. Did she know the guy? <laughs> or was it one of the other cops? They're not <laughs> quite sure. We don't know. So she had sex in the back seat of a cop car while being detained. It wasn't. It was oral sex. Oh, oral sex. Right. Because remember, oral oral sex, and then told the cop, "F U five O." F U five O. F U five O. Because I'm giving him an old six O. Well, clearly she was finished because she was able to speak. Oh, what, you knew her nationality. She was finished. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't German. Hey, that's all the time, thankfully, that we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Apparently she was French. We were, <laughs> she yeah, was French in it in the back seat. Yeah, she was a great kisser. Uh, we will scour the internet among other sources wherever I get these news items from. Oh you know how they handcuff people together for safety reasons? Do you think is? they handcuffed her neck to his Johnson? Well, they could have. Maybe. Um, I'm still worried about the FedEx driver. That could be like post-traumatic stress. No, he's... He's, yeah, he's had enough. He's not working for UPS. <laughs> That's all the time that we have for this episode. I told you that already, didn't I? Boy, I'm getting a little flustered here. I must have yeah. been one of those noct nocturnal images. <laughs> <laughs> sound like freaking Curly from the Three Stooges. Say it again, you stuttering idiot. We will gather more totally useless information for you next time. And until then, as we always say, please tell everyone you know. Tell a friend about the show. Tell a friend about our website. Go do the birthday thing. It's awesome, folks. Birthdays at nickandroy.com. It's right up on the top bar. Really, it's a, it's a fantastic gift. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.